How many of you have had experience of what we call a more traditional church background? By that I mean a church that doesn't sort of start off with CDs about children chasing shoes and I mean, there's what? Right. And, and those sort of things. You know, she's given a deep theological basis for the moving shoes. This Debbie, she's very theological. Yeah, yeah. No, she... You know what I mean? That kind of. You know, a church where people kind of behaved themselves and were quiet and didn't shout at the leader and things like that. Well, statistically, statistically, um, 20% of the people carried out 80% of the work. When God led us into this expression of his life. We recognize that that, it couldn't be like that. That if we're to be a body, if we're to be uh, what the Bible says, I mean, the Bible gives lots of different pictures uh, uh, to describe what God wants with regard to church. Uh, Talks about being branches of a vine and, and... but. The clearest one is using the human body. It talks about being members of the body. <clears throat> and I showed you before, if I stood here like this and you saw that everything I did, I want to pick something up or um, want, wanted to, to hug my wife. And, and that, you saw that wasn't moving. You'd say, there's, there's something wrong with that body. It's got a paralysis in that arm. So we can understand that. We understand it was always God's plan that, that first of all, we would understand we belong to him. Some of those things we were just singing. Uh, what was it? My name? Yeah, what well, didn't say written. It said graven. That's why only three of you understood what it meant, you see. Graven. What's it mean, graven, Neil? Engraved, see? Engraved. Carved, you know? And there was another bit about his heart or something. Well, that was clever. You knew that answer straight away, Neil, didn't you? Yeah. My name is written on his heart. Now, years ago, a long time before most of you were born, People used to write love letters. Yeah? Vivian's little face, yeah, just all bright there, yeah. Love letters, expressing their heart. And, and in those things, I wouldn't know about it, but in those things, they would use expressions like that. Kind of meaning, I'm thinking of you all the time. So when we're singing that, I'm thinking, hmm. God's busy, he's thinking of me all the time. As well as Tom Rowe and John Smith and Johnny Blythe. He's thinking of us all the time. 
Of course, actually, that's not busy for God because it's easy for God because he's God. Could you imagine that? God's thinking of you all the time. Never out of his thoughts. So much does he love you that it's like it's engraved upon him. That's the nature of God. And that's how he wants us to understand that first of all, we belong to him. But because he loves us, because we love him, because of his attitude towards us, he wants us to be involved in his work and his purpose. You remember he sorted out the whole issue of holiness. He's done that. We don't have to do anything about that. Jesus did that for us. So that we can actually be involved in his purpose. And what I want us to just be refreshed in today is that the heart of this is that he wants us to be involved. His purpose, what is God? God is love. He wants us to be involved in that, in the fact that he is love. And his love is very practical. His love has to be, therefore, expressed in, in, in real and, and practical ways. And that's what he calls us to do. And that's what we want to be refreshed in today. Not about <clears throat> what can we do, but how can we express his love in real and practical ways. Right, now I know it's half term, but um, do we have any um, house group leaders here? Uh, could the house group leaders just stand up for me for a moment? Okay, just a, just a sprinkling. Hmm. But we've got Dave and Julia, so that's useful. They could they could stand up. Hmm. Um, Debbie and Martin, and they they could they could help. They could stand up. Of course, Andrew, who's sitting there all quiet. I think he's going to get away with it. Hmm. Yes, I think that. That might help us. Yeah. Neil and Christina, they, they, they just hide, they hiding behind Martin and Debbie. But I came round this side so I could see them, you see. And they could stand up. Yeah. Can't see why Lisa should be left out of it, so she might stand up. Come on. Oh, look at the Sally behind her as well. Stand up. Let's see. Right, now then. What I want you to do is form groups with one of these people. Don't have to be Martin and Debbie together. Can be separate. Don't even have to be Gordon and Lucy together. Although you always think of them together, don't you? They, they, uh, <laughs> but they're not as together as they were before. <laughs> Things still all right there, Gordon? <laughs> what I want you to do um, <clears throat> is, is form uh, groups around these leaders, please, if you would. Yeah? Uh, and uh, uh, then we'll, we'll tell you what you're going to do next. You obviously can't... Don't be too many. Let's try and spread out around them. All right. Oh, I forgot to say, if you're... 
visiting you here for the first time. We, you know, it's great to have you with us. And you've probably already discovered that we kind of don't do the thing traditionally. So feel free just to listen in, you know, no pressure, right? Okay, first thing I'd like you to do for me, and uh, the group leader will act as spokesman uh, for me. Uh, I'd like you, thinking about what we already said about uh, God calling us because he loved us so much, to demonstrate his love, what I'd like you to do is define for me, um, what do we mean by serving? What is serving? See if you can give me what it means, a definition. I mean, not just a dictionary definition, but what we actually mean. Think about what I've already said. This is how we're going to do it. We want the group leader to act as spokesman, give us the definition, uh, crisp, sharp, to the point. If, if you say something that one of the other groups has already said, we will boo and hiss. On that basis, who would like to go first? Right. Where's, uh, where's Andrew? Andrew Garrard. Where's Andrew Garrard? Andrew, I hear you're now the man with the mic. Poor David Garland. Right, here we are, first of all. Thank you. Very succinct little sermon here. Serving. It's about sacrifice, time, energy, money. It's about doing. It's practical. It's about making yourself available. Uh, Over to Rebecca, please. You see that sneaky Jones? He tried to get in everything. Give him a hint that there might be a prize and Jonesy's right there, you know. Uh, We said it's showing people that they are loved. Um, showing love in practical ways and your heart attitude has to be right thank you uh, Andrew here doing something for someone before um, being asked Mm, thank you thank you Without serving, we couldn't have a living community. We serve because God calls us to unconditionally. Uh, Andrew, David up there. Giving oneself to others. Being ready to be taken advantage of. (laughs) Asking God what people need rather than what they want and rather than what you think 
you want to give them and putting yourself out to deliver it. Also, it's throwing a little ball up in the air and hitting it with a racket so it goes over a net to the other person. That's serving too. Being prepared to be inconvenienced and facilitating and involving others to be inconvenienced too. <laughs> Don't like the sound of that. <laughs> right, there's Gordon up the back there, Andrew, if you can get there. Before I get in first. Um, uh, putting others before yourself and doing rubbish for people, Nathan. <laughs> doing rubbish for people. Right. I mean, is that dumping rubbish on them or... <laughs> oh, doing rubbish jobs. Right, okay. Right. Yeah, Gordon said my one, so... <laughs> um, yeah, not doing things out of a duty, having the right heart attitude so that things aren't dead works, but having that heart of caring and genuinely wanting to do um, things for others before yourself. Ah, yeah, yeah. Are we done? No. Serving is volunteering, being salt and light, being honest, being willing to listen, being obedient, and working from a place of humility and cooperation. Ah. Sounds as though that group was competing with the Jones group. (laughs) Right. uh, Neil, over here. Please, Andrew. Well, if we do, we will do some good. (coughs) So, this is all one sentence, obviously. What all the defensiveness? Do you know what? (coughs) Giving time, energy, and skills to help others without regard to your own position (laughs) or expectations of return. (coughs) Uh, You can say amen if you like. Of course, if you'd have got in first, Neil, that would have sounded like concentrated revelation. Are we done? Not missed anybody? All right, thanks, Andrew. Oh, Martin, did you get away with it? Just one person suggested it was doing as you were told. (laughs) Now, we we don't wish to... uh, we don't, we, we don't wish to um, reveal identities, but just look for a moment who was in that group. <clears throat> no, I didn't say take a bow. <laughs> right. That was excellent. That's good. Of course, it's one thing to give the answers, but... It's another thing we've got to actually live in that. And, and giving the answers, of course, is part of excluding the things which are, which are wrong. Let's just remember dead works. Uh, I think somebody mentioned dead works. Yeah. Uh, dead works can look very good. They can be doing things that need doing. But they're not being done under the will and direction of God. It can look okay, 
But we're talking about showing God's love through serving. We're talking about, the Bible says, um, through love, serve one another. So we're talking about not just, not just doing tasks. We're not just talking about a number of things that could be done. Not talking about, well, okay, uh, we'll have a rotor and, you know, you all take a turn on the rotor. Nothing wrong with organizing something like that, but if it excludes the real heart of the thing, I'm doing this. And, of course, the issue of loving God, can, it, it can get a little bit vague, you know, when I, I'm, I, I'm loving God. But actually... In the context of loving God, I'm loving Clive. And I'm showing that love by serving him in helping him with the technical side of computing. From my knowledge. Excuse me. I was the director of a computer training school before I knew how to turn one on. Oh, you do love to mock. <laughs> Can you get what I'm saying? It's, it's about, it comes down to uh, not just the number of tasks, but a relational thing. Something God does in our heart when we're born again the Spirit of God opens the way, causes us to be able to express his love and express his life and to serve as an expression of that, um, it's therefore about heart rather than jobs. Of course, uh, even in the close perfection and paradise in which I dwell, if I said to my wife constantly, as you would expect I do, darling, I love you. But that didn't translate into any action. The words would be nice. And she would summon up the strength. It wouldn't come easy to her to say something corrective. Well, it's fine to say that, but if you didn't carry out that rubbish that I told you. In a loving way, she would say, yeah. See, love, it's got to be expressed in some action, isn't it? Yeah? And then, of course, we discover the joy of what's involved in serving God. There's something of a deeper level. We, 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 we're not good. We ought to do better at recognizing what we do. We're, we're, not, we're not good on that. I'm not justifying that. But what I do want to say is this. Is it is... It, it's somewhat adjusted by the fact that we actually believe this is an expression of I'm loving God, loving you, therefore I'm, do- I'm not doing it to receive gratitude. I'm not doing it to receive recognition. I'm doing it because God has stirred something in my heart which, which needs an expression and it needs the expression that God has given it. So that's why we personalize serving. I'm not just a children's worker. I'm serving Debbie, who God has called to lead this. It's personalized. I'm doing that as unto the Lord. 
And we do that in everything that we do. It's a personalized thing. Make sure you're in a place where you can see, okay? You, you need to, you're going to need the groups again, so just kind of turn around where you are. Here we go. Another blue is set down. What's that around your neck? groups again um, can you can you pick up anything that might have been slightly amiss with the attitude of Gareth and 
Andrew, wasn't it? Andy, Gareth and Andy. <coughs> okay. Where's Andrew? Andrew Garrard? Come on, Andrew. You've not finished work yet today. Right. Same rules as before, right? If you repeat something that another group has already said, we boo and hiss. Right? But these were the hands up first, so <laughs> Teresa first. <laughs> Preoccupation with status, weren't doing it with the right heart, serving with an agenda. Can I keep going? Hey, hey, hey. Right, give us those first three again. Listen. Preoccupation with status, weren't doing it with the right heart, and serving with an agenda. They were serving to look good, not because um, the job needed doing and with the right attitude. That's close to what Theresa said, but uh, no, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. It was sufficiently different, but it was close. She was borderline. Not recognising that their reward is in heaven and not in recognition here. There's an interesting doctrine there about rewards in heaven. We talked about serving, and then we also talked about the world of work where people do look to promote themselves quite often, and also politics where they are public servants, and yet, like the guys in the sketch, they always want to be seen in the best possible light. So we looked at that whole thing of taking serving from the viewpoint of the world rather than serving for God and being invisible. They were serving from personal preference and not serving other people. Good, thank you. <clears throat> Going to be tough, guys, by the time it gets over here. They were ranking service, like there's some jobs are better than others. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were critical and judgmental of others, but being hypocrites in doing it. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. All right, go on then, go on, take it to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Excuse no. me, no little sort of husband and wife rivalry stuff oh. going on with me. She won't stop talking if we give it to her first. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to say quickly, they were... Uh, a bit similar to one of the others, but they were kind of picking the jobs that they wanted to do rather than looking at the whole job that needed to be carried out. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
they had a wrong heart attitude. They didn't really understand um, the purpose of what they were doing. And if they were doing it in a right attitude, it wouldn't have been a heavy. It wouldn't have been a heavy thing because they would have had the correct attitude that they were doing it um, before God and not to others. Okay. Well, I think yeah, it was a little bit. But then they brought in that last bit about if they'd have had the right heart, it would have transformed the nature of what they were doing. You can't, I mean, I've not heard that quite before. Not as clear as that. It's only half boom yes, there. Um, they completely missed the point, basically. Who, who, sorry, who did? They, they, oh, they, they, oh they, not they, them. No. No, no, okay. All right, sorry, yeah, okay. I think Gordon was pretty on the ball when he talked about giving the microphone to um, yes, Lucy first. Yes, but I mean... That was veering away from... I mean, that's more for the marriage thing rather than for... Well, we serve in that area, so I thought it would be relevant. (laughs) No, um, they missed the point about serving because not only were they... I mean, people pointed out that they had knocked the other people who were serving, but they had actually devalued other areas of serving in order to get themselves. But only that, they devalued their own position in God. Um, and I thought that was pretty much... They, they, they operated in jealousy, complete wrong motive, um, and they were kind of separate and out of the one body idea. Okay. They were self-centered, selfish, self-serving, lazy, because they didn't want to do any work, and self-promoting. See, there's no doubt about it. You always get a mixture of sort of mercy and judgment. (laughs) Should take them out and shoot them. (laughs) And that's Ginny, I'm surprised. I couldn't have been Ginny, he must must have been Dennis, I think. Right, where do we get to? Neil, you're in hiding again. Neil is trying to hide. (laughs) I just, uh, the thing that struck me was the end thing. Excuse me, sorry. The thing that struck you, I thought it was like a group. Yeah, us. It was the entire group. And this was a very well-made point by possibly me. But anyway... Yeah, we're speaking with a corrupt voice here, uh, definitely. It was the coiling wires at the end. Darren wasn't important enough for them to serve. There was, Darren, he could get away without doing that, whereas actually, you know, he wanted to do things to be seen, but contrast that with the attitude to Darren. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... We think they were missing the point of team. So, and that was that group as well. And right behind you, Andrew, there's Elspeth. I'm going to get booed now, yeah. Um, yeah, they saw it as a promotion. They're seeing, seeing it as a hierarchical station rather than equal value, different roles. <laughs> I won't carry on. Right. 
Did we miss anybody? All right, thanks, Andrew. All right. So you get the idea. It was very good. Um, got grumbling Gareth and ambitious Andy, and neither, of course, could possibly uh, be fulfilling what is God's intention. Uh, I want us to grasp that that serving out of love is not just, well, I just sort of float through it, and it's, it's just, I hardly know I'm doing it. It's just, it's just a pure joy all the time. Now, it's still hard graft. It still might be engaging in things which you'd rather not do. But there's something deeper about actually saying, I know this is an expression that God has given to me of his heart. I am actually in this. No matter who sees it, who notices it, what people are aware of it, I am serving the Most High God in doing this thing. That's the heart of it. That's the base of it. But um, just while we're still working there in the groups, what about if a job's got to be done? If a job's got to be done, it's got to be done. How could you show this heart that we're talking about, this heart of the living God, in serving to your boss or your teacher or team leader? Or how could you demonstrate same thing in your home with your parents or partner or whatever it may be, whoever it is you share home with? Three questions. I'll give them to you again. Huh? What if the job's simply got to be done? Secondly, how could you show the heart that we're talking about? Teacher, team leader, boss. And how could you show that in a, in a kind of family or home or flat share situation? Three questions. Give you a couple of minutes, three minutes to work on that. All right, your requests have been noted. Just, just, just wait a minute, Andrew. All right, your requests have been noted. We're going to do this slightly different. Just sit, sit down a minute, Andrew. Sit down a minute. Andrew, just sit down there a minute. All right. This is how we're going to do it. Uh, we, you get a chance at which one you're going to answer. You know, I'm just thinking, uh, how... This thing about what, what if it's a job that has to be done? And I had an experience of this yesterday. We were looking after the kids. And uh, Dawn took Zachary out and left me with, uh, with the other two. And my task was to make, what's it, creative junk modeling, modeling or weapons to to destroy the monster. 
Well, I got a pain in my foot, a pain in my back. I'd had about three hours sleep. I'm not creative. I believe junk should go in the dustbin, and I don't believe in monsters. <laughs> so I started from a deficit position. <laughs> but, you know, because there was something that it was an opportunity. I didn't think, oh, hallelujah, here's an opportunity to serve. Oh, joy. I thought, yeah, if I'm going to do this, do you know what? You won't believe this. I made the most amazing anti-tank, rocket-propelled launcher <laughs> that I even thought looked respectable myself. And it, <laughs> and it totally convinced my grandson. So I was, I, I mean, my stock went high <laughs> for a moment. So sometimes it's about the, the attitude that we... We just approach it. But Neil's group wanted to be first. Neil, what of the three questions would you like to select to answer? The first one? Okay, go ahead. Yes, with the first one. Yes, that's fine. So, um, <laughs> what? We, we, yeah. We were, Sophie was saying, um, it's whatever, whatever it is you're doing, it's about showing love and thinking about the impact of that action on somebody else, on the person you're serving. Whether you want to do it or not, God has asked you or called you to love others. So if our focus is on that love, then the activity becomes possible. Excellent. Good. On that number one question, just a minute, on that number one question, if you think you had a better answer in your group, could you put your hand up, please? Right. Um, Andrew, can you take it over to Andrew, please? Mm -hmm. uh, we can assess whether we think this is a better answer. Hmm? Um, somebody actually said in our group that if you focus on getting the job done, and only focus on getting the job done, what you end up with at the end of the day is a missed opportunity. All those who thought that was a better answer, please put your hands up. <laughs> What's going on with you three up there? <laughs> those who thought that Neil's answer was best. Can you put your hands up? How many thought there was value in both answers? Aha. Uh -huh. oh. Right. Which, which group would like to take number two question? Dave Simmons. Right. Um, number two, we basically said in the work context, if we serve, it's an opportunity to demonstrate God's heart to the people we work with. And sometimes it can be the one thing that people notice more than any words, more than anything else, because we go the extra mile, we stop them in their tracks and they think, hang on, there's something different about them. I wonder what? Okay, 
that was good on description, limited on specific. So I need to pull out the specific, which I believe you meant to say the specific was going the extra mile. Excellent. Yes. Elspeth. Uh, we talked about um, kind of owning the job for yourself, not just doing the job. So doing your best, doing what you're asked, being supportive outside of your job description of your team leader. Um, you know, kind of adding ideas actively and proactively, being constructive, just adding in, not just doing the job, but kind of going further than further than that. Like going the second sense. mile. Kind of. Which would look like <laughs> perhaps staying late. It could be working over lunch if necessary, okay. all those kind of things. So that's like an expansion on that answer. It's not a duplication. Well done. Right. Number three question. Debbie, would you want to go with number three question? You want to do number two? Well, you have to do it quickly then, otherwise... We... We thought quite a bit about teachers because we're obviously in education, quite a few of the people in this group. And so our thing was, well, what would Jesus do? How would he be in that situation? And um, not just like a religious, what would Jesus do? But that merely impacting the way you behave and the heart in which you do what you're required to do by your teachers and people telling you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three. <laughs> Right, Andrew, Dave Jones. But number three, which is about the home situation, uh, Abigail remembered Michael Tizard's story a number of years ago when he was at university and in a shared flat, and he just started to offer to make the guys tea, and they were kind of, why, why would you do that by serving them? But then he changed the whole atmosphere and the whole of practice amongst the whole of the flat. It's very interesting, just a small thing can communicate the difference. Somebody else on number three? Yeah? Um, a practical thing in the home is sometimes um, stopping doing a job just so that you can actually listen to the person in the house that wants to okay. talk to you. Excellent. Lucy, did you want to do number three? Yeah. You did. Yeah, I thought so. As Lucy wanted to do number three. My husband is a very good illustration of this because he. Now, wait a minute. We've already settled this is not a marriage thing. (laughs) He knows the jobs that need to be done and doesn't have to wait to be asked generally. Gordon Brewer, husband of the year. (laughs) Right. Okay. Watch this. Michael. Okay. I kind of was hoping they might tell us what that was about. <laughs> Lynn, would you just ask them if they'd like to add anything to that? No? 
No? Okay. Did you want to add anything to that? serving, we are celebrating the author's message to others. No, no, it was in the, the, the it wasn't actually in the detail, it was, it was in basically, well alright, yes, but basically it's communicating God's heart. See, the idea was that the postman was um, celebrating over the love letters. I forget the actual word they used. What, what was the word they used? Anyway, forget what it was. But basically communicating in the same way as we can communicate something of God's heart as we serve. Uh, I mean, there was words, I'm sure, in it. But uh, the essence was... The, uh, the being, uh, the messenger, actually being a demonstration of the message. And that's what God calls us to be. Not people who give out just sanitized words, but people who actually communicate God's heart. Something very, very important. Often people say, all right, I understand that, we, we're, we're called to show God's heart in serving, or through serving, to show his love, um, but, but where do you start? I mean, I want, to, I want to do that, but is it kind of running through a list of jobs and seeing which God's, what's his searchlight on, or somehow waking up in the middle of night saying, hearing a voice saying, thou shalt join a set-up team, or... Uh, here, see stewardship written on the wall or, or something like that. Well, yeah, it can happen, but it's not often. Usually, it's the biblical principle. Uh, whatsoever your hand finds to do. That's the principle that God uses. What's in your hand? Remember, what did Moses have? He had a rod. What did God use? A rod. What did Peter have? He had a boat. God uses the boat. David had a sling. God uses the sling. It's basically, we start from where we are. Now, there, there's a place where somebody who loves you, cares for you, can say, how about that? See, that can be God speaking to you. God opening a way because we believe in the body functioning. Yeah, God can speak from heaven. Thou shalt be a set-up steward it's more likely that he would use a member of the body to actually actually do that. I'm sure I've told you before. Um, years ago, before I was married, I had a car. I didn't have any responsibilities. And I offered to the leader of the church that I was in, um, you know, if you want me to take anybody anywhere or something like that, that's what I did. And so I became like the unofficial chauffeur or whatever you like at the pastor's disposal. And uh, it was interesting. 
uh, I can remember uh, two elderly ladies that I used to have to take back from the meeting who insisted on kissing me. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't my favourite, but it was all part of serving. And then one day, he'd negotiated to bring this drug addict out of a secure unit uh, into, because he could do those sort of things. It was a different age, and he carried that kind of status and authority. And so he, I don't know how he, he brought him there to the Sunday meeting, which is what you did in those days. And then he said, I, uh, I want you to take him home. Well, of course, it was interesting. This guy was pretty pleased to get out of the place and he couldn't care less where he went. What he didn't want to do was go back there. <laughs> he wanted to go and get some more drugs. And so it was my task. And at that point, I probably entered into a, what you might call a, a higher intensity of prayer. Because he was certainly a lot bigger, stronger, rougher, and whatever than me. And he was very definite he didn't want to go back. Uh, but it was interesting because that propelled me into what God had got next, which was working with drug addicts and people like that for an, experience, uh, for an extended period of time. It was just the one thing that was in my hand, and I find that that's what God does. He propels us through giving us what's already in our hand or what's right there before us to be able to do something so that we can find our way into fulfilling uh, his heart. Good. We have a video clip. Ha! Ha! Makes a point, doesn't it? As we do what he's given us to do, he works out his purpose. We don't have to concern with that. He works out. And it's his chosen way. You know, it's not possible, let's be real, it's not possible to be followers of him who came not to be served, but to be the servant of all, and not be engaged in showing his heart through serving. You, you can't. You can talk about it, but it's, it's not real. You can't follow someone who came to be the servant of all and not serve. So serving communicates his heart. Serving, therefore, has to be something from the heart, which we've done as unto him, as though we're doing it for him. S serving is something which he has chosen to show his love to his people, and in his world, serving something that he's equipped us to be those who express what he's about. He came not to be served. Does God engage you in what, or are you engaged in what God has for you today? Or are you waiting for the, the tournament, the, the karate tournament? See, he takes care of that. We're in his development school, his training school. It's absolutely essential that we seize that opportunity. This is not about getting jobs done. 
it's about us being a functioning body. It's about us showing his heart in the way that he has prescribed. Through love, serve one another. Amen? If you'd like prayer today, the team, as always, will be here. And we'll have an opportunity just to fellowship together. And I invite you to practicalize what we've said today and seize opportunities to serve, demonstrating God's heart.